0: Welcome to Becoming Black Excellence, the unapologetically black podcast brought to you by Kevin and Marsha. So let's get into it.
1: Let's start building relationships, building wealth and building a better you.
0: Today's episode, we are going to get a little bit deep. So we will be discussing today 2020 vision into the Black struggle, Black Lives Matter. This year, 2020, has been one of the most impactful years I think the world has seen in a very long time.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: I mean, so many things happened this year. I mean, from the beginning, we had Kobe's death, uh, followed by this unimaginable pandemic that has affected the entire world Mm -hmm. and then the traumatic death of course of george floyd which impacted the world beyond anyone's imagination i mean this was something so awful that so many people witnessed in their homes on their phones across the world of this man being murdered in broad daylight Mm -hmm. for no reason yeah um and i think because we really really had to sit home literally during this pandemic and quarantine i think people had the time to reflect
1: honestly yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it 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 actually allowed people to actually create a new perspective. A perspective Mm -hmm. that has always been with them Mm -hmm. subconsciously but they never decided to act Mm -hmm. on it. And now this year with everything that has happened
0: people people, are forced to see reality. To see
1: reality, to to understand and realize, oh man, I've been in the wrong side of history or I've been on the wrong side of
0: or I've been complacent with some system that just does not yes. work. I mean, I think it's very clear we saw people all across the United States take the streets in utter disgust and just pure tiredness of such a system that would allow mm-hmm. an officer to take a black man's life for absolutely no reason and in such a gruesome way. Yeah. With oh, just arrogance and
1: no care in the world no
0: care in the world no empathy yeah um it was so gruesome that people in europe all over the world took the streets in support of the protests and mind you we're going through a pandemic during this time it's like everyone forget forgot in that moment like covid covid what like we have a different War we're in—that's more yeah, important. The,
1: the thing is it's not COVID that's killing us,
0: right? And it's it's racism, racism that's killing us. You know? um, I think that was very, uh, it was very enlightening to see that, and to finally see that so this topic yeah. was having such a impact that it got nationwide coverage and discussions and i think honestly i mean i hope this is the time of change
1: we got a long way to go
0: of course there's always Uh, a long way to go uh, these things don't happen overnight you know it's a constant fight and it's a constant
1: the thing is seeing that we're taking steps is Mm -hmm. hopeful yeah that is very hopeful however we have so many steps to take, yeah. But you know? I do, but I
0: do see though, specifically, we see people having more honest, truthful conversations mm-hmm. and very open, as and well. very open, especially yeah. white people. Because I mean, I feel like they always thought they never should be part of this conversation when in fact they are the ones that need to be part of this conversation yeah. and they are the ones that need to recognize that there is a problem and they're the only ones that can fix the problem. Yeah, You know, obviously there's a lot that black people have been doing and do need to continue to do mm-hmm. in order to fight for true equality across the States and the world, yeah. specifically because this is pertaining to the United States, we're gonna focus on
1: the United the States. You know what? Because we know what happens to us. Yeah, how we live, we live here, here. How we feel. We exactly. experience
0: exactly. Yes, and being, and the
1: upward mobility.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And <laughs> yes. being a black woman, like to hear some of these conversations that white people have been having in a public setting. And expressing how they themselves were unaware, whether it was conscious or unconsciously, that they were subscribing to a system that constantly oppressed and created barriers for black people, whether it be something as simple as getting a job, Mm -hmm. whether it be being killed by the police, getting put in jail for life over a petty crime, like just simple things it's we recognize too. And also like the how they themselves may just treat a person differently because they were black and did not recognize that yeah. consciously and now the th- the fact that everyone had to sit at home Watch by it. force <laughs> and think about all of this that's being discussed and being presented to them, they're like wow I'm like, excuse my language but I'm a shithead because I did not realize that I was doing these things and it's like is it true? Were they did they not realize that they were doing these things, or were they just in denial? And it was like, well, this is how it works, this is how the system de- like functions. So
1: uh, honestly. It
0: has nothing to do with me. Like if they're struggling or if they can't get a job, they referring to a black person. That's on them. That's not because of me or anything that I'm doing. And it's a much bigger conversation than just. You, me, him,
1: her. It, uh, honestly, it's actually a little bit deeper than that because um, for a generation, they've s- been subscribed to uh, certain ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. So subconsciously, it makes makes it easier for you to make certain comments like, oh, if they can't get a job, it's on them without realizing that the system is has, like, has created in order for them not being able to get a job or to l- let very few of them succeed, so it doesn't appear that they're oppressed in the group.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so a-
1: as a result, as a result, uh, con- conscious, you like? Oh, you know, there. I don't see any. I don't see any problem because so like the first argument they 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 bring up is, oh, there are a lot of successful Black people. You know, <laughs> we, we know Oprah you know we. yeah we, how you know.
0: many oprahs are there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but how many white oprahs are there? there you go
1: <laughs> and people don't realize that you know the system is created in a way where we choose how many black successful people are uh, black pe- black people that are successful
0: yeah. yeah i mean i i mean i truly agree and it kind of makes you think like why did it take so long for us to end up here? And also, like, how did we end up here?
1: It's hard to put it this way, is how the implicit bias has been created within white people and they don't realize it.
0: You know what I was actually thinking? It's so true because I can only speak from my personal experience as a black woman mm-hmm. growing up in America, but as a black girl growing up in America, with immigrant parents from Haiti, racism is a con- it, it's such a concept that you have to actually learn to understand as you grow up in the states because for instance, obviously there's racism everywhere, mm-hmm. but having parents who came from a black nation, racism wasn't received
1: the same way. The same you know? way
0: and understood the same way as it was by black Americans who were born and grew up here. So for me growing up, a lot of things that I couldn't explain or express that I felt as a black child attending schools that were Mm -hmm. majority white, I could not um, process or understand why I felt them because my parents didn't have that experience here as children growing up. And maybe themselves, they were learning it too, because it's so different when you're coming from a different background, a different country, especially that's predominantly black. Like you're not going to experience racism in the same way. Of course, there's racism everywhere. But what I learned was things that I didn't understand, let's say in middle school or in college per se, are things I understand so profoundly now, such as. You know the simple thing like when you're a little black girl and you're sitting in the classroom and you know maybe you're doing a simple activity like we're going around the class and we're taking turns reading right so let's say your white classmate does their reading in front of the teacher and in front of the class and they didn't do it well maybe they didn't do their homework the night before they didn't know the answer, like fill in the blank answer of a sentence, yeah. right? Because mm-hmm. they didn't do their homework. And they get told, oh, why didn't you do your homework? You know you're supposed to do your homework. Um, you know, now you're not going to score well, for instance,
1: Yeah,
0: on this like review, right? But then let's say it would be my turn and let's say I did my homework or maybe I, I missed a few or I didn't do my homework, whichever Let's say I didn't do my homework just like my other classmate. And I would get a, why didn't you do your homework? And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, you know, I forgot about it. I didn't see it in my homework assignment book. I forgot. And then they're like, bring me your homework assignment book. And you're like, okay. And you bring it and they put and write a note, for instance, to my parents saying, your daughter didn't do so-and-so assignment on so-and-so date at so-and-so time resulting in a fail for this, you know, homework. Course, yeah. And then you sit there and you think, and you're like, wait, but my white classmate just got yelled at for not doing their homework. But they weren't told to bring their homework assignment book to get a note written to their parents. And as a kid, you feel something. And they didn't get a
1: fail for yeah, their homework. They, they just got
0: a... A, a poor score. Yeah. And then you think to yourself, there's something really different here. But you, you're you a kid, like as a seven-year-old You cannot process, Mm -hmm. wait, I'm being treated this way because I'm black. Mm -hmm. Unless you have really woke parents, which I did not. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) My parents could not explain something that simple to me because maybe they had not experienced it. They didn't go to school in the States. And that is a clear example of um, what they call What do they call it? Microaggression. Yeah, a microaggression. But at seven years old, you cannot... Verbalize that and you cannot yeah. like explain you're treating me unfairly because I'm black and what you just did was a microaggression like you cannot know that but you feel it as a kid yeah you 100% yeah. know it so these are simple things that we experience in the states as black people and white people will just tell you, oh no, that's just because you didn't do your assignment you did something wrong so why shouldn't your teacher write a note? Okay, that's fine. She wrote a note, but why didn't she write a note for every other classmate that didn't do their homework well, that who were white? Yes, you know, if that really is a standard, then everyone should be held accountable. Yes. and ha- have the same yes um, consequences. Um, and as you grow up and as you like live your life as a black person, you experience that more and more in different forms.
1: That is true. Actually, I can say that say the same thing for myself. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't raised here, I wasn't born here. However, I, I do see racism in to- totally different perspective because mm-hmm. I am coming from a black nation.
0: Yeah, you know? Kevin moved here when he was 14.
1: Yeah, so uh, 14 and a half. So like, cra- it's crazy like back home, you know we have this, like yeah, we have colorism that we have to deal with, mm-hmm. but you know that's not as much of an issue that, as r- racism. It is an issue, though. Don't get me wrong. However, it's not bad. Here we have racism, and on top of that, we have to deal with colorism
0: mm-hmm.
1: amongst our own uh, um, community.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, here. So when I came here, I never understood microaggressions.
0: Mm-hmm. You know. I remember <laughs> Kevin and I used to fight a lot when we first met about this.
1: <laughs> to me, it 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 wasn't. So apparent to me,
0: mm-hmm. it
1: was not until I got to college when i honestly you know I started taking class about um well being black mm-hmm. and also to um understanding what it means to be black in America. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know what it means to be black in Haiti because mm-hmm. in Haiti we are all black mm-hmm. um here in America, you are treated differently, you are seeing differently sometimes sometimes according to like you know uh well, not according to people who are so overtly racist, mm-hmm. you're not even a human being. Mm-hmm. So when I came here and I started learning these things and I started learning about micro and macro aggressions, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, actually this has happened to me. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I did not even realize. It. I did not even give it a thought to me. I was like, oh, OK, uh, this person doesn't want to do it Um, effort. I'll find somebody else. Mm-hmm. But I didn't. I never realized that the person next to me, who happened to be white, got the opportunity that I couldn't get. Yeah. And I never like put the two into the together, two together because I was, I was never exposed to it.
0: Yeah, I think something important that you said was, you know, obviously to the overtly racist person, they don't even look at a black person as a human, and I think that's something that we forget, just as bad as overt racist are covert racist are even worse
1: yeah yeah yeah. because
0: you you can't even pinpoint if they are racist or not in a clear manner mm-hmm. because they're so slick with it and it's done so meticulously that unless you yourself are a black person you will you wouldn't feel it or see it mm-hmm. and i think what a major difference is personally this is what i think a major differences between the North East and the South mm-hmm. of the United States is that is that it is in the North. Cause I live in the North. We have so many covert races.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And in a way the North and it's like political system and just like and the social pol- political culture. Yeah. Political you know? culture and its social core culture has kind of closeted all these racists into yes. being covert racists. Yes. So we think, oh, we live in such liberal and progressive cities, but it's like, no, honey.
1: But a city can be liberal and racist at the same time. That's
0: what I'm saying. Yeah. But I'm saying, but no, like these people are just snakes among us. Yeah. And it's just harder to find figure out who they are. Yeah. So I feel like people get lost into this, mentality that oh that's why I live in the north. I can't deal with them racist in the south type Mm -hmm. of attitude. But it's like you live among them here, you just don't know who they are as easily as you would elsewhere. And
1: and we just wanna remind our listeners that we're solely wanna talk about our experience, what we've experienced as a black person.
0: And yeah, and how like twenty twenties events, how we've seen them and how, you know, we feel that they have influenced our life and yes yes um and basically creating a conversation um so that we can begin discussing these things and talking about them more
1: so for you Mm marcia what does it mean to be black and so for for example right Mm -hmm. um in haiti right Mm-hmm. Being black is is like it's our core, to our heart. It's part of our. It's, it's our, like our, our pride. Our identity, it's our identity. Yeah. Um. This is who we are, mm-hmm. and you know, our ancestors actually have paved the way for us.
0: Yeah, the first black free nation. Yes,
1: and you know it. In America. Mm-hmm. Our ancestors actually did pave a way for Black Americans.
0: Yeah, a lot of people don't know that history.
1: Yes, but I feel like, um, along those years, a lot of Black Americans have, um, lost interest into into their history. Either they lost interest or don't even bother to know about their history.
0: I think I mean I think it's easy to see it that way, but you have to remember. Where do most mm-hmm. people get their first lessons of history in life? True first lessons in school, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, and, that actually, uh, and the
0: schools that most black people go to, no matter where it is mm-hmm. in the States, do not teach black history.
1: Well, yeah, that is true. They do a little
0: quick crash course, you know, once a month. of the. I mean, once a year, like for February, Black History Month, or maybe it's like the month they're learning about the slave trade, but they like quickly skim over it. It's like, how would you feel having somebody who's, like mostly teachers, who are so ill-equipped to teach such a topic, Yeah, have to just read through a chapter regarding race and slavery and such a gruesome, d- disgusting history that the states had, and not feel uncomfortable or not want to race through it yeah you know so i think that that's a big component like in haiti most of everyone is black mm -hmm. the history is parts of it are beautiful parts of it are ugly but we just
1: gotta understand that and and you just uh, yeah then you you can teach it
0: but here in america it was white people who did such gruesome horrible things to black people why do you think they would want to teach black people the shit that they did to them? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't benefit them. And of course, we know in public school systems, they have very strict curriculums. Teachers are not allowed to go out of the scope of what they're told to, to teach. Yeah. So even if they did have an interest in teaching kids in predominantly black neighborhoods and schools mm-hmm. about their history, they are legally you, not you, allowed to.
1: You know, talking about um education in that sense... Um, honestly, in certain colleges,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, black studies, like, you know, I have become
0: a very, major, a, like, a major mm-hmm.
1: component of any, um, um, part of a university,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, it's very important because mm-hmm. a lot of the things I actually uh, learn about, like, you know, um, black in America,
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Happening in college
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh you know and with, uh, what I'm about to say right now is just um uh, on uh, the it, it's very important to for us to find the books right mm-hmm. that talk about our um ancestors and you know where we've come from
0: mm-hmm. and
1: exactly what we've we have accomplished over the years mm-hmm. you know so we can actually keep our brain our knowledge um not tainted from what our um how do you say it? colonizers?
0: <laughs> colonizers, yeah.
1: You know, want us to believe because yeah. I, honestly, uh, you know, they shape the like if you look at in history, they
0: shape the curriculum. They shape
1: the curriculum in a way they shape your education in a way so you can forget
0: your past and also feel inferior yes. and uncomfortable yes. about the past yes. because they focus so much on the negative aspect yes. of history, which was the slavery, the killings. Yeah, you know the slave ships. But they won't tell you about all the successful great black creators. Of course not. That contributed to American history that were successful. Yeah. And also helped, you know, pave so many opportunities for mm-hmm. black people. They won't discuss yeah. that in, I'm talking about like basic elementary, middle school yeah. and high school teachings of and, black history. And what's
1: crazy is that like seeing um, black people. A black um, um people in i've uh, being successful, like what the greatest achievements of black people is very mm-hmm. important because something as easy, okay, whether you or not you liked Obama mm-hmm. or like let just I know a lot of black people didn't like Obama, a lot of black people did like Obama, mm-hmm. right? But a little boy seeing President Obama in the White Office.
0: Actually, the White House. Really the White House, that's something else. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but,
1: Um it actually has a great like
0: positive impact like, on that. Oh, like, boy. A
1: major impact on that boy because that boy in his head is like, Oh my gosh.
0: If there could be a black president, I could be anything. Yes. Yeah. And I think and people just very, look at it very, as very trivial and yeah. people think like, Oh well, we have a black president racism doesn't exist honey if you are you are so wrong so wrong mm-hmm. if you knew what it took for black people to be successful in america you wouldn't make that comment yeah. how literally we could count on our hands we well, have one
1: a, we have a, one a, one,
0: yeah. one actually president that has finally made it to the white house who was black
1: and then, and then the, um, america um, and he United was States also have...
0: biracial People yeah. also think that's not important, but that's actually very important because it it's not it's not
1: no, How I, do I explain? I'm not going to I'm not No 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 no. No 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 no
0: no Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. It's important because colorism is also something something
1: that yeah, that America has to deal has with. has to, to deal well, with.
0: Yeah. Because for a long time, yes, we know things were implemented like affirmative action. Yeah, And representation in the workplace and it's killer when you see for instance Mm -hmm. a company say oh we've never had a black ceo it's time it's been you know way too long we're behind let's hire someone black and then who do you see is hired there's probably somebody who's like one 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 fourth black it doesn't take away their blackness, but they're just black enough to appease the white person and ju- and just black enough to feel like, OK, we've satisfied the black quota. Here you go, black people. We didn't forget about yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it, it's and it, it's really, really I don't even know how to express it. It's just, you, you, you these are the loopholes. medium. Yeah, it's the medium. <laughs> and it's like these little loopholes that white people find to, to say, oh, they're not racist. And like they're with the times and they understand. Mm-hmm. But back to the point of what it me- takes to become successful as a black person in America. Mm-hmm. I want to dive into that.
1: Yeah. It, it, you have this fine line that you have to walk. Mm-hmm. It's like walking over the Niagara Falls.
0: How do you walk over the Niagara Falls? No, no, but you
1: remember this guy who um broke the record on the, you know, those people who walk over uh, the, the rope, line, uh-huh. the, the rope, mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. So being black in America, in order for you to become successful, it's like walking on that rope. Because mm. honestly, like one misstep.
0: And right, <laughs> it could be over for you. Yeah. But then at the same time, there's black people in America who can also come up pure talent so they don't necessarily have to walk that same road
1: yes you do it doesn't matter what you do in america whether you're super talented you're super intelligent you have that line that you have to walk so because um for a black athlete right Mm -hmm. that has a bad uh, reputation off the field Mm -hmm. literally they trash him in the media
0: Okay. Yeah. You understand mm-hmm. what I mean? I hear you. So, yeah.
1: as a result, like if you want, if you want to have a great image, right, mm-hmm. a great reputation, mm-hmm. you have to walk that path.
0: But here's you know, that you
1: don't, you don't have that the luxury for you to just okay, let me uh, uh, let me do whatever.
0: And I totally agree with you. It's you know? like the whole notion: if you're black in America, you have to work ten times harder to be just go. as yeah. successful as yeah. your white, white counterpart. I hear you 100% but at the same time it's like where do we when do we ever get to the point where black people do not have to subscribe to that standard in order to ex- So let, let, success? let's say okay
1: let's say let you see let me take an example let's mm-hmm. say Obama right mm-hmm. let's say
0: if he, Obama was Trump he would never be president
1: there you go easy easy like that mm-hmm. if Obama had done exactly what Bill Clinton did with um, um, whatever Lewinsky.
0: Oh, Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, mm-hmm. he would have right. been out a would've long been, time ago. been
1: impeach would have been removed from office like this. Yes, but the white
0: man has the privilege. There you go.
1: So you see, like you no, know, he has to. You have to walk that line mm-hmm. where you can't step out. You literally have to walk straight and stay. Focused but then people will it. say
0: you're wrong because they'll say, "Okay, but how about you know a lot of music artists that are black who." go in and out of jail but you realize but who have domestic abuse suits on them all those people they're successful they're still they're still winning they still have careers okay
1: but you realize a lot of those black entertainers right they always make them fit that category whenever they're successful and as soon as they do one of these things oh he's just another entertainer that 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 has this bad boy mentality or bad boy behavior, Mm -hmm. you know, so you already have that category that you fit, you Mm -hmm. literally fit it and the media has nothing like has no other work to do but to put you in it.
0: Okay, I get that. So I get that one hundred percent. So
1: so like, if you want to keep mm-hmm. your image properly, mm-hmm. you know, impact the world, do positive things, mm-hmm. you have to walk that line,
0: right? And I and I think like if we get more into detail a little bit about what it means and the steps and measures that you have to take to become successful in mm-hmm. America, I think simple things, as we th- as we think about it, like for instance, I have friends, right? Who have, a, like one of my friends has a parent who happens to be an engineer. Her, her dad mm-hmm. has a master's, has a degree, everything, right? Has a good paying job. And recently he had one of his coworkers who was retiring. So they threw this coworker like a retirement going away party. Yeah. And he said that this same person who had the same exact position as him because you know they have several like c- yeah, yeah. c- um, engineers civil engineers never went to college <laughs> mind I'm you gonna... her father has a master's degree as a black immigrant in the states to have his position in this government office and the same white counterpart that has the same job Mm-hmm same job description has no college degree. Well, if that doesn't tell you something, I don't know what else does. And that is more common than people believe because the system is designed to benefit white people. There are a lot of white people who don't go to college, at least in the past. I don't know about how often it's done today, but at least in the past who were able to get good paying jobs that require qualifications that they did not have at all. Whether they got it through their friend, their family member, or simply were given a chance to do a crash course training through the job to get the job, they get these positions and get good benefits and are able to raise their families, get a house, buy a car, and do the everyday American dream things. But as a black person, if you had no degree back way when, let's say even the 90s or the 80s, there is almost, almost a slim chance or close to none that you could go and apply for a freaking civil engineering position and be given the opportunity to get that job. Yeah. So I think that puts that into perspective, love, like, so imagine that, that, white counterpart may have not had the money or the privilege to go to college mm-hmm. but
1: they yeah, were able obviously. to get a job yep. but
0: that black person they may not have the, had the opportunity or the privilege but they have to go to work their minimum wage job take a student loan if they can pay their way whatever they can through college so that they can better their lives
1: Yep. Or until, else- until they can get a better job
0: Yeah, or else they're stuck at that minimum wage status for the rest of their life. And that's why I get super frustrated when people say, oh, well, if their lives are bad, they can fix it themselves. Yes, there are people who can help themselves. I 100% agree. We can always help ourselves. We can always help ourselves. But why is it okay to say that it's fine to make things 10 times easier for white people in America and let them figure it out? as they go and then make it 10 times harder for a black person who's in the same position as their white counterpart to attain the same amount of success that their white counterpart has simply over one thing their skin color yeah so as i was saying these are the things and the little loopholes that exist in the system
1: Let's, uh, like make a full circle right mm-hmm. now right? we started early, um the this episode talking about COVID and George Floyd mm-hmm. um, and what happened with George Floyd and now how the whole like everybody's perspective has mm-hmm. changed corporate from corporate to people regular mm-hmm. people regular people so now in this environment like in this environment that we're in right now and t- mm-hmm. today like Right?
0: And pushing that Black yes, Lives the Matter. Yes, Black
1: Lives Matter. Do you think, mm-hmm. right, that this situation, this atmosphere,
0: mm-hmm.
1: will help more, will create more Black excellence
0: and opportunity? 100,000%. Yes, an an I believe that. Or, we'll,
1: or actually will pave the way
0: mm-hmm.
1: for more black people to become successful
0: i 100 percent agree that it will and i believe that black people should really be taking this time in this social climate to gain whatever advancements they need in this life in america this is the time if you are a black business owner go out there and get business loans if you are a black student Go out there and get the best freaking internships that you can find. And do not shut the doors of opportunity on yourself. Do what you need to do. Apply, apply, apply yourself and apply to whatever,
1: uh, whatever, whatever it is, alone, no a loan, a school, you, yeah.
0: a job. Do what you need to do to become the best possible version of yourself and take, honestly, as I said, take the opportunities right now that are available to us when people are socially woke.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
0: Because we have... It, it, we it, have it human, changes
1: the mindset. In mindset. We and, have, and also the perspective. And honestly, uh, we yeah.
0: have human resource um, workers getting on these news and national like series discussing, did you ever like overlook somebody's application because of their name? And they admit... Yes, I overlooked so many people because they stereotypically had a black name. Mm -hmm. And back then, I didn't think I was doing anything wrong. But I realize now, why would I discredit someone based on their name? name Simply because I thought they were black. Yep. And as a result, they have consciously said, moving forward, just because they know they made those decisions, that they'll consciously are looking for people that they were quick to discredit in the past
1: you see actually here's the thing um i want to stay hopeful Mm -hmm. at the same time i fear that people will revert back to their old self
0: but that's what i'm saying as but we we have to keep the conversation going going, we can never let it die yeah and we constantly have to keep people woke and i think it's important especially now as we discussed earlier in this episode about microaggressions we call that shit out when we see it when a white person or non just a racist individual has any type of microaggression against you you call them out in that very moment don't let that slide i know in the workplace especially in corporate it's very easy to let that stuff slide because you don't want to seem like the angry black individual mm-hmm. you don't want to seem like you that know, crazy we
1: we have the connotation uh of- Angry black women, men, angry, angry black, black men. men, and you know, es-
0: and especially now that <laughs> oh we've had goodness. so many conversations regarding race and we have the verbiage and just the understanding to express what we feel to people. When you feel that that person is implicitly biased, is using a microaggression and you call it in that very moment and you articulate yourself very clearly for them not to be able to what people like to do a lot which is like gaslight us as though we're crazy and tell us oh what are you talking about no I didn't yes no you stay firm you stay firm on your ground and if there's any white counterparts nearby you call them out too for being complacent and being part of the problem and you know now in woke America people don't want to be told they're part of the the problem problem. that white guilt works to your benefit sometimes so you really do need to be consciously aware as yourself as a black person too to let them know because let me tell you white people are really there are a lot of white people out here walking ignorance in the street and not knowing that oh wow that thought was racist what i just did is racist they don't know
1: sometimes even like very simple things they say yeah very simple feels that it's normal to say and uh, it's not
0: it's not not. and that's (laughs) because no one has ever called them out in the past, in history, it was okay and acceptable yeah. for some white people to do some of the things they'd done to black people. And now we've made it clear we're done, we're tired, we're not going to accept it anymore. So call it out, yep. make it clear, make it known. And because people are aware, we see little differences occurring. Like there was um, a few months ago, I was watching this video of this white neighborhood, I mean, neighbor in. New Jersey, who was harassing these, this new black couple who just had moved in.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And
0: she walked out and tried and called the cops on them. And every single white neighbor on that block came out when the cops came. And they were like, no, absolutely not. This woman is a Karen. Obviously, they didn't call her Karen at the moment, but they made it clear that she was the issue and the black couple had done nothing. And she had been harassing them the whole time. And in that very moment because those white neighbors came out and defended that black couple, the cop then decided to ask the black couple if they wanted to file charges against Miss Karen for falsely reporting um a nuisance or whatever calling the cops on them i mean bless their hearts they were gracious and they decided not to but black people stop being gracious when white people mess with you yes you must press charges because they will not hesitate to press charges against you yeah. because if we do not start holding white people accountable what will happen they will continue this
1: and it'll go back to this yeah this behavior that, yeah.
0: no you cannot be gracious in that moment you file charges she's a problem she's been harassing you as she would do if you were harassing her falsely or truthfully
1: so if you've if you have enjoyed this episode please feel free to share it with your friends your family members share it on social media and if um you want to be part of this conversation next time as a guest please reach out to us on our social media on our instagram page uh, my my Instagram page is k dot l dot castel c a s t e l
0: and mine is Marsha underscore Marseille that's M a r s e i l l e like the city in France
1: and you will see that in our description and you can also email us and our email will be in our description.
0: Becoming Black Excellent is going to be a reoccurring series that is part of our podcast. This is something that is very. Close to our hearts, something we were, we are ultimately passionate about. We want to have creative, in-depth conversations yes. about what it means and how one can become black excellence. And honestly, um, how you identify what being black excellence is, I think this is something that can help us all, especially um, navigate a system that is really designed to prevent or minimize the amount of black excellence. Mm -hmm. So if this is a topic or something you feel uh, passionate or interested in as well, please make sure to message us as Kevin said before, and let us know what are other things you would like us to discuss regarding that topic. Once again, we thank you so much for tuning in to Becoming Black Excellence.
1: And we will see you in the next episode.
0: Bye.